Happy Friday, Locked On Cardinals fans. It's time for a crossover, episode two of the day. If you missed out, me talking about Nolan Gorman and Matthew Libertor, go check that out first and then come back and listen to this one. Talking with Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates. We're talking about season expectations. We're talking about series predictions, breaking down pitching matchups. And we're also going to end today's show talking about how the Cardinals and Pirates are both managing their prospects differently and why we think the Cardinals are doing it the correct way. It's going to be a great series this weekend between the Pirates and the Cardinals. Ethan and I break it down next on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. To the Locked On Pirates and Locked On Cardinals podcast, I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith. And as always, when we do these crossovers, me and Lucas are not related. We just share a very similar or very common last name. But that is Lucas Smith of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. I am Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast. And on today's episode, the two teams meet again for the second time this season with the Cardinals leading the series 2-1 to right now. Are both teams meeting their expectations they set before the season started? A season update and some predictions for this series, as well as how both teams are managing their prospects differently, dot, dot, dot. But why? Wonder why. Maybe there's a maybe there's a little difference in a successful organization running things correctly. That's all I'll say about that. But, of course, thank you for making me and Lucas your first listen to the day every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, even if it comes out around 5.30 in the afternoon. You never know. You might be sitting around waiting for it to come out, and partially that's my fault. But with that said, we're going to get into everything today. Um, Of course, Pirates and Cardinals, this time in PNC Park, like it was originally supposed to be uh, to start the year on March 31st. But of course, that wonderful lockout period that we all got to deal with here at the Locked On Podcast Network decided to go a little long. So that happened. So these teams are meeting again for the first time since opening day. Obviously. A lot has happened since then. The Pirates have won a game uh, without getting a hit, and Albert Pujols has successfully pitched and stolen a base. So there's a lot going on in the world of uh, Cardinals and Pirates baseball. But a big question with that as well is, are both teams right now meeting the expectations that they set for themselves at the beginning of the year? We'll start with the Cardinals and St. Louis first. Yeah, I think that that's a good question. Happy to be here, Ethan. Uh, and I, you know, I always enjoy these crossovers, no matter what the the situation is. And I'm sure you're glad the Cardinals are back in PNC. But you know, I do think that it, it's a mixed bag when you're talking about have the Cardinals met uh, expectations? Because offensively, I say no. Uh, you have Paul Goldschmidt that is hitting like he does every May. Uh, it seems like he always busts out of some slump that he gets in, right? So Goldschmidt's on fire right now. Dylan Carlson's finally getting out of a slump. Nolan Arenado was the player of the month in the first month. Um, he, you know, on track if possible, if he continues the way that he's been going. So you have certain bright spots offensively. But the reason why I say no offensively is because you have guys like Harrison Bader that are struggling. Tyler O'Neill just got put on the IL. He has been struggling. Paul DeYoung was sent down so much that he was struggling. You have all these offensive pieces that just have not been able to click. And that's why the Cardinals right now are, are, are treading water. They're their second place in the National League Central. They do hold a wild card spot right now based on the new playoff format or a, a playoff spot at least. But I would say no, because the expectation for this team going into the season was to win the National League Central. And right now they have not put themselves in a position to do that. They're, they're four and five starters have fallen short of expectations in Jordan Hicks and Dakota Hudson. 
this is a big weekend for the Cardinals because after this, they play the Blue Jays twice at home, a four-game series against Milwaukee, and then a three-game series with the Padres. Luckily, it's all at home, but that is a gauntlet of a schedule. And while I do think the Pirates are performing better than what I expected them to do, so they're not the seller of the National League Central, this is still going to be an easier series for the Cardinals than the rest of the series that they have after it, right? So this is a a key series for the Cardinals to hopefully gain some momentum or get any momentum after losing three out of four to to the New York Mets. So to answer the question, again, I, I say no. The Cardinals are not meeting expectations. Well, and you mentioned it before about that. Do you say the Pirates are playing a lot better than expected? The record would indicate it, but as far as other things go, I mean, this offense has been absolutely abysmal lately. I don't know what's going on with it. And, of course, Adam Wainwright, my favorite pitcher of all time, is on the mound tonight. (laughs) And the lineup that is featured here, only four of the nine players have successfully had a hit against Adam Wainwright with Brian Reynolds leading the way. By the way, leading the way, Against Adam Wainwright, uh, this is funny. He is six for twenty-seven with seven strikeouts and a two twenty-two average over his career, which is the best average in the lineup today against Adam Wainwright. So we'll just leave that there. But as far as things go, I mean, this team is third in the NL Central. If you would have told me that in the middle of, near the end of May that this team would be third in the NL Central right now, I probably would have laughed at you. I really would have. And people know I'm very honest about the Pirates and a lot of their success lately has come from starting pitching, but it's boom or bust. I'm Zach Thompson has improved a lot, but his ERA still sits at a 5.47. So not exactly that great, but you know, he's doing his thing now. Jose Quintana, who we'll see tomorrow against uh, Matthew Libertor. Uh, that'll be a fun little matchup between two lefties has been awesome. I actually tweeted out about the Mets should be interested in Jose Quintana, but pitching can only take you so far when your offense is, consistently scoring two and three runs a game. And against a team like the Cardinals, albeit you have some guys struggling, you still have Arenado, who's hitting basically 300. Uh, Yepes, who's hitting over 300. Goldschmidt, who's hitting over 300. Um, Donovan, who's hitting over 300. Like, they have a lot of guys in the lineup who are getting hits consistently. And, I mean, against a Pirates team that does not have a lot of offense – it's not that great. And I've even said it in to uh, anybody who follows the NL Central. If it were not for the Cardinals and the Brewers right now, the Pirates would have a plus 500 record right now at yeah. this current moment. That's, that's kind of weird to think about. I think that I would have laughed at you as well if somebody told me that the Pirates are going to be in third place and that the Reds would have, A, lost a no-hitter, and B, have four or five wins at this point. You know, at one yeah. point on track to lose 122. I think that the top two teams are shaking out how it was expected pretty much in the National yeah. League Central. But the bottom three, I think I've done completely differently than what we expected, uh, especially with the the Reds. I think we knew they were going to be bad. I didn't think they would be this bad, and the Pirates mm-hmm. as well. Oh, yeah. Looking- oh, yeah. I agree 100%. I mean, yeah. who would have thought the Reds were going to be like 3-22? and 22? I mean, no, come on. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts out to, 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 to Jeff and Steve over <laughs> at Locked On Red. That's got to be tough. But I will say this about Adam Wainwright. We'll go game by game here in a little bit, but Adam Wainwright is just a gamer. I was really upset that he wasn't able to pitch in New York this week because the Cardinals could have needed him, uh, could have used him, could have used some innings um, eaten up by Wainwright with the starters were not able to do that. So for the Cardinals' expectations for this weekend, it needs to be a serious win. It, it just needs to be, and it needs to be a convincing series win. It can't be escape with a game, barely win a game, and then lose the third. It, it's got to be, even in the game that the Cardinals lose, because i it's baseball. You're probably going to lose one of the next three, right? Mm-hmm. 
the, the two wins, and from my perspective, for the Cardinals' perspective, have to be no doubt convincing wins. They, they just have to be. Prove to everybody that, yeah, you lost to the Mets because it was a bad series. They played really well in New York. Prove to everybody that you can move past it and beat on the teams that you need to beat up on. Because at the end of the day, that's what playoff teams do. I talk about that a lot. The Cardinals need to go out there and prove that they're still a playoff team. Because right now, morale is a little bit low in Cardinal Nation. Oh, yeah. And, and you're speaking about the ramifications of this series. It might not seem like a lot. It's a, a normal series in May. It's two NL Central teams meeting middle of the end of May. But say the Pirates somehow, some way co- come out of this series with two out of three wins. They're only three and a half back of the Cardinals right now. That that makes things a little interesting where it's like, okay, and me and Gary Morgan, who I have on every Monday, talked about this. If you pick this record up right now for the Pirates and you put it in July, so say they are still in the spot in July, which is very, very highly unlikely. I will just tell everybody that now. Very unlikely. But with the extra playoff spot this year, that puts you in a position to say, okay, well, if we're only three and a half back of the Cardinals or even five back of the Cardinals and five games under 500, who's to say we don't go get some veteran pitchers like Jose no Quintana, who's worked out, and maybe you make a run of things. Now, I will ask, just don't make a Chris Archer S trade again and set the team back 10 more years. But, I mean, you're looking across the NL Central right now. In the NL East, the Mets are the only team with a winning record. In the Central, the Brewers and Cardinals are the only team with winning records. And in the West, three of the five teams have a winning record. The Pirates, as as far as I'm concerned right now, are in the thick of it. And their next couple series, you brought up the next couple series for the uh, Cardinals. The Pirates have that luxury, too, of playing their next uh, six games at home. Cardinals in this three-game set. The Rockies. That's a big series if you can stay ahead of them. The Padres, who you've already split a series with this year, and the Dodgers, who you beat in the series earlier this year. So, I mean, it's like, realistically, it's kind of weird for me because this team is obviously still rebuilding. I mean, Yoshi Sutsugo and some of these other guys are still in the lineup that don't need to be in the lineup, and we'll get into that later as well. But it's nice to not just be terrible. They're mediocre, but mediocre is better than terrible. Like, they're at least serviceable. And that's where I think when we do our predictions, too, I think this series, you want convincing, and that's what the Cardinals should want, too. But there's always something about the Cardinals and the Pirates when they get together. They always play each other really well. But the thing that I like about it so much, it's always classy. It's not like Pirates-Reds where they're throwing punches out of the bullpen from Amir Garrett. But, you know, enough of that. Uh, But both of these teams, of course, having energy – Right now, they need some good energy. Of course, the you said morale is low, and maybe fixing that morale with a built bar. You never know. Maybe a built bar will fix the morale over there in St. Louis and Pittsburgh. You know, I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. And imagine if you can lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in, too. You're in luck because Built has a new creation, and this one is better than ever. The brownie batter puff. So, by the way, before I continue with this, Sonic just released a brownie batter shake. 
So you can imagine there's a lot of sugar, a lot of calories that come out of that and everything. Not with Built Bar, and these are going to taste exactly the same. The brownie batter puff, you heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now at Built.com. The puffs, of course, are protein-infused marshmallows. They are deliciously flavored marshmallows, of course, covered in 100% real chocolate with 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 7 grams of sugar. So brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up up for any day and anything you're doing. If you're watching Pirates Cardinals tonight and you need a little bit of energy to get ready for the game, get a brownie batter built bar. Of course, all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, which means you can eat healthy while actually doing it. And they are all made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order when you invest in the best protein bars on the planet. So we went over expectations, went over that good stuff. Um, Now we're going to go with a little bit of update. I I feel like a season update is kind of like expectations, but it's also more centered around how are things going just on the field outside of expectations. So again, I'll let you go first with this, and we'll also kind of predict the series before we get into talking about mismanagement and good management of prospects. But uh, what is like the positive thing the Cardinals have done this so far this year, and what is the negative that has kind of derailed them a little bit from being in that upper echelon of the NL Central with the Brewers? Well, I'll start with the positives. Uh, I thought I think that the you you've seen incredible individual performances on both sides of the baseball and every team does, but you're getting it from players where you didn't expect it, where you didn't have that player to do it. Those are two different things. And I'll give you an example of why you, you knew that you were going to have miles Michaelis to start the year in the rotation. You knew that was going to happen. The question was which miles Michaelis are you going to get? You're going to get 2018 when he was a Cy Young contender. You're going to get 2019 when he led major league baseball in losses. You're going to get somewhere in between so far through seven or eight starts. We're seeing the 2018 version of Miles Michaelis. Now, Pirates are going to miss him. Miles will start on Tuesday or Monday against Toronto, excuse me. But Miles Michaelis has been an absolute godsend to this rotation. Another player I want to highlight for an, an update, Juan Yepes. Mm-hmm. He had a, had a couple home runs already to, to his credit, had one at home. He hit one against New York as well. I was talking with Ryan over at Locked On Mets about this uh, just in Twitter DMs. Juan Yepes might be a dark horse for rookie of the year. That's how good he's been to start his, 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 his season, his career. He was a call that the Cardinals, at least I didn't expect him to, to see him this early, and I did not expect him in a starting day, everyday role. He's really borderline taking that bats away from Albert Pujols because Yepes is a corner, outfielder, first baseman DH. He'll be playing a lot of left field with Tyler O'Neill going on the IL, but we're seeing a lot of great individual performances from this team. Those two, Ryan Helsley has been one of the best relievers in all of baseball. This season, no and no if ands or buts about it. I already talked about Arenado and Goldschmidt. Individually, you have a lot of things going well for this team, but collectively, the rotation has left a lot to be desired. You're seeing starters struggle to get through five. You're seeing that the starting experiment with Jordan Hicks start to reach the point of it's a failure. I don't think it is yet. I want to see Jordan Hicks get a couple more starts, but there's a reason Matthew Liebertor got called up, and mm-hmm. it's it's because of his talent. But it's not only because of his talent. The Cardinals need a starter that can give them six, seven innings, and you can have confidence in it. So we're going to see if Libertor can do that. And we're just seeing inconsistency out of the back end of the bullpen being Hennessy 
Cabrera and Giovanni Gallego specifically. So when, when you talk about an update, the Cardinals are treading water right now. And the, the, the big story offensively has been feast or famine, soaring two runs or less or seven runs or more. It, it's been all or nothing for this offense. So that's another thing that it's been uh, slightly on the mend on the improvement side of things in the last week or so. Uh, but the update is that there's a lot to be desired on this team, but some things to like for this team as well. Oh, yeah, of course. And Pirates kind of the same way. And by the way, according to ESPN, we will actually get Michaelis on Sunday. I don't know if that's how they're planning on doing it. It should be Matt's now on Sunday. I don't know if that's updated okay. or not, but it should be yeah. Matt's on Sunday, and then Michael's will go on Monday. Okay, awesome. Because I think this has, uh, yeah, it has him there now. <laughs> right now. I'm not sure, but as far as positive for the Pirates, I mean, the bullpen has been phenomenal. Uh, David Bednar, at this point, as you mentioned about Helmsley, I mean, Bednar is a top five or ten reliever in baseball statistically, and it's not even close. I mean, since he made his debut. He's like top six in ERA, top six in strikeouts, top six in saves. He's just all over there. And, I mean, he's not only just like a ninth inning closer. He's been doing a lot of different things with uh, eighth and ninth inning work. So he's been one of the major positives. But the only thing is he comes in when we're winning games. He's not real. For some reason, Derek Shelton, like, refuses to put him in. If we're down in the eighth inning by one run, he'll put in somebody else. And I'm like, just throw Bednar out there. You need to keep the game a one-run game. Mm-hmm. and. Feast or famine as well with the offense. I mean, you look at the last couple games, three to two, seven to nothing, nine to nothing, one to nothing, three to one, eight to two, four to nothing, five to three. I mean, just not a lot of offense to speak of at all. And I mean, when you're winning a game while not even getting a hit, that should speak a lot into (laughs) your offense not doing that great. But I mean, combined over the last four or five games, yeah, five games, they have six runs or seven runs. That's it's unacceptable. Yeah. And I mean, when you're facing a guy like Wayne Wright tonight, that's going to be even more unaccept- uh, unacceptable. It just is. You cannot go into these games against teams that are better than you and expect to win three to two every single game. It's not going to happen, especially where you said like Juan Yepes, Goldschmidt, Arenado. Those guys are all hitting the baseball very well. And albeit it might not co- co- be cohesive as a unit, but if your offense isn't doing anything, all it really takes is for Goldschmidt to hit one over the wall, and that's it. Yep. Sometimes, and that's not good. That it's just not a recipe for success. And you mentioned about competitive teams earlier, playoff teams beating teams they're supposed to. I want the Pirates to start leaning into that a little bit because they keep saying that 2023 or 2024 is the contention year. That's when things are going to start moving together. But why not start now investing into the idea that? you're going to have to start beating the Cardinals. You're going to have to beat the Cubs. You're going to have to beat the Rockies and these teams that, albeit, might still be better than you, but when you're getting to that competitive part of the season, you're going to have to beat these teams, and you're not going to do it by scoring three runs. And I've talked about it at length the other day. Andy Haynes, if he doesn't figure it out right now, it's scary, man. It really is. Like Hitting coach-wise, if this doesn't get fixed by the end of the month or going into June, I think his job is serious jeopardy already. And that's saying something. Same thing with Oscar Marine. I always ask people, name one pitcher over the last two or three years since Oscar Marine uh, Marine has been here that he's made better. And somebody had the audacity to say Jose Quintana. I said, (laughs) no, no, that's not how that works. That's not what I'm insinuating. But positively, like I said, the starting pitching staff is starting to come around outside of like Bryce Wilson and Mitch Keller. They got to stop doing this opener 
BS. I'm tired of it. We're trying so hard to be the Tampa Bay Rays, and it's infuriating. It's so well. It it worked a couple times, and they were like, "We'll do it some more." But you can only do it a couple times before teams catch on to like, okay, well, if we get to Dylan Peters like in the first or second inning, like the Cubs did the other day, and score eight runs in the first inning ever. Holy cow! Yeah, you effectively take the game out of your hands and Bryce Wilson has to come into a bases loaded one out jam and gives up a grand slam and everybody's blaming him. I'm like, why are you blaming Bryce Wilson for the managerial mistake that was made beforehand? If you, if you're going to have a starter go out there, like they did this with Keller, uh, I believe it was Tuesday. Just throw him out there. Let him start the game. Let him get a groove because bringing them in in the third inning, that just feels, I can only imagine how weird that feels as a starting pitcher to come into a game in like the third or fourth inning. This isn't the playoffs where Clayton Kershaw is coming out of the bullpen. It's not how it works. Um, But again, predictions for this series. I already said before we started uh, recording, the Pirates are definitely losing one game, and it's going to be tonight against Wainwright. (laughs) Um, But I do think they will steal one game, I think. I think they're going to go one and two. Uh, Which game will it be? Maybe the Mats game, but Steven Mats has even been pretty decent from what I know this year. Mm-hmm. So I think Libertor is probably against Quintana is probably their best opportunity to do it. But what are your uh, predictions for this series, which features two nationally televised games? Yep. Yeah. We're on, they're on uh, Apple TV plus tonight or whatever the free Apple TV service, then Peacock. I just real quick, I just want to uh, get the John, John Denton tweeted out at just before four o'clock central. That the Cardinals are going with Matt's on Monday versus the pirates and Michaelis on Monday. Uh, versus the the Blue Jays. He's a reporter for MLB.com. So not official yet on the websites, but it is reported by MLB.com uh, by Denton. So uh, objections. The Cardinals are actually really good against left-handed pitching. So I think that it, it's, it bodes well. I know Quintana's had a real nice year, uh, but I, that, that bodes well for the Saturday game. Um, and who's going on Sunday, did you say? I forget. Uh, Bryce Wilson and I guess Matt's, right? Matt's, yeah, yeah. Is Wilson lefty or righty? Wilson is a righty, so you're going to be facing two righties. You're going to face Thompson and Wilson and then Quintana on Saturday. Yep. Um, so the, the lefty bodes well for for tomorrow, for Saturday. Offensively speaking, you're going to see Albert back in the lineup against the left-handy, uh, left-hander there, Quintana. I like that matchup a lot. I, like, I agree with you. The Cardinals are going to win tonight, uh, likely. That, that's, a predi- that's my prediction anyways with, with Wainwright. So there, there's your two. And then on Sunday, Mats has either been above average, just like slightly, were really, really bad, right? That's been his uh, his spectrum this year of starts. Um, you know, obviously there, there was one really good start against Milwaukee. But anyways, so I also predict two out of three for the Cardinals. Uh, but I would not be surprised if it's a sweep because of the lefty matchup on Saturday. Um, Cardinals offense hits left-handers really well this year. So, But I will also predict two out of three. Um, if, I had to, if I had to pick the game they lose, i pick Sunday. Okay, nice. Well, that's where we'll, we agree on something. Um, but I mean, I would also say I think this is going to be a very hotly contested series as well. And in our final, of well, if you want to make, with our predictions, by the way, if you want to maybe make some money off of me and Lucas's intuition on what we think is going to happen with this series, you can go to betonline.net. Of course, that's where the game starts. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, the NHL playoffs, MLB scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. 
So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. And of course, Bet Online is where the game starts. Awesome. I kind of cut out there for a second. Sorry about that. But so, speaking of cutting out, uh, teams have managed their prospects very differently. Um, for the Pirates right now, you look at the lineup today, and you mentioned uh, Yepes and some of your other, or Nolan Gorman, as well Maybe. as uh, Libertor as well. Um, all guys that deservingly, I'm assuming, got that spot based off of their play in triple-A or double-A or wherever they were. So mm-hmm. right now for the Pirates, I mean, Sawinski and Rodolfo Castro are your two guys that are kind of, and Diego Castillo, who's not in the lineup tonight, are kind of your guys that are like prospect still. Like you're still trying to figure it out. Sawinski is batting 188. Castro's batting 190. Castillo's like in the 240s. Where I get with this is what you're trying to do is you're saying, we're giving you the opportunity and you're going to stink for a little bit. It happens. It's just it does to rookies. So why not? And Lucas probably will agree with me here. Why not bring up your best prospect that is ready for Major League Baseball and let him do the same thing? What is he learning? What is O'Neill Cruz and or uh, Rolanzi Contreras learning at AAA that they can't learn here? You know what I mean? It, it's mm-hmm. like. Sunday, would I rather see Bryce Wilson, who's been god-awful all year, start, or would I rather see Ruanzi Contreras go out there and give up eight runs? I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, if Ruanzi and O'Neill were here and they were struggling, at least it would be something to say, okay, what can they fix? But when they're struggling in AAA, which has happened because they're making O'Neill Cruz play the outfield, there's not really anything to say about it because they're not learning anything, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And... It's mismanagement, and even first base right now, they're starting uh, Michael Chavis at first base tonight, which I agree with needs to be a thing every single day. Chavis is batting 286, and he's been absolutely phenomenal this year. But Mason Martin has done absolutely phenomenal at AA Altoona, non-40-man roster guy. But meanwhile, you're starting Yoshi Sutsugo, who's batting 167 as the DH tonight. Just doesn't need to happen anymore. Vogelbach needs to be in that spot. Slide Chavis over to second. Bring up Mason Martin. If he strikes out a lot, he's just a Joey Gallo light. <laughs> I mean, honestly. But if he's hitting him over the fence, which is what you need, is an infusion of home runs, you got to do that. So I applaud the Cardinals for bringing up a guy like Nolan Gorman and Matthew Libertor and Juan Yepes because sometimes, like with Juan Yepes, they come out firing out of the gates. You saw it with Key Brian Hayes in the truncated 2020 season. The dude mm-hmm. was literally better than Willie Stargell was in his first 20 games. It, it You yep. never know. But would you rather them learn against AAA pitching or Major League pitching? That's kind of the argument I have here. And again, I applaud St. Louis for doing it correctly because the Pirates sure as hell aren't. Well, one thing that the Cardinals are very keen on is that they're not going to call up a top prospect like a Gorman or a Libertor. Um, or, or Dylan Carlson, for example, they're not going to call up those guys if they're not going to play every day. They've yeah. been keen on that. There was a, there was a situation a couple weeks ago when you thought, okay, maybe this is a time for Gorman. Guys that got an IL stint coming. What's, what's going to, you know, Sosa's on the IL. Is it going to be Gorman? And it was a, a man by the name of Kramer Robertson who got the call, up, old LSU talent. People were kind of upset. Why not Gorman? Cardinals have been very keen 
for what seems like forever, they're not going to call anybody up that's not going to play every day outside of maybe Carson Kelly and Andrew Kisner because you simply need a backup catcher, right? But they call these guys up. They, they put in their time at AAA. They put in their time at the minor league level and showcased the hell out of their talent. Matthew Libertor coming off a really solid start and his last minor league start. And then the start before that, he was bad. But then the start two starts before that, he had 14 consecutive shutout innings. Nolan Gorman has 15 home runs. That's more than any other Major League Baseball player has this season. So Gorman just has light tower power. It's an exciting day for St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, it's unfortunate that it's not on Bally Sports uh, tonight. But like you said, it is nationally televised. But it's an exciting day because both these guys, but Gorman gets to start tonight, have been names that we've been waiting for for a what seems like a long time. It's names that we have been hearing about these guys are going to make a difference. These guys are going to be the faces of the franchise coming in, in the near future. If he comes in today and goes one for four with a single and three strikeouts, great. If Gorman strikes out 12 times this weekend, gets four hits, great. Nolan Gorman is in the major leagues. He's going to get major league reps. He's going to play every day for at least 10 days, at least the way I view it and the way that's been reported, until Tyler O'Neill comes back because O'Neill's on the I.L. Gorman's going to play at second base. He is going to be the everyday second baseman. Going to get everyday reps. He's going to learn, to your point, at the major league level. He's a little bit different. He's getting to start tomorrow, and then the team will decide whether or not it's a full-time thing or a one-time start. But regardless, even though the Cardinals are fighting and vying for a playoff spot, they've matured their prospect in such a way that when they are called up, they are ready to make a difference. They are ready to make an impact at least in theory, at the major league level. It's a very exciting day for Cardinal fans. Oh, yeah, and I can imagine as well. I mean, knowing it, Nolan Gorman will go three for four tonight with two home runs and six <laughs> RBIs, and they'll, everybody nice. in St. Louis will think he's the next um, Colton Wong. So, um, I mean, hey, I, I agree with it 100%. And, again, I don't think baseball fans really realize the importance of following a team like we do um, and following the prospects. And then when they eventually come up, it's almost surreal. It's like yeah. O'Neill Cruz. I mean, we've had him since 2017. I'm whenever he comes up, that's five years of talking yeah. about this guy. Ronzi Contreras, we just picked him up last year, but even a year, it's like, it's, we got to see him last year at the end of the year, we got to see him a little bit out of the bullpen earlier, but whenever he's a starter in the rotation every single day, or uh, every couple days, it's going to be just very, very relieving. And same thing yeah. with Mason Martin. And I'd even go as far to say Leover Piguero right now is mashing the ball in double A. Our double A lineup is ridiculous. Henry Davis, Nick Gonzalez, Leover Piguero, Cal Mitchell, or not Cal Mitchell. Um, oh, Lord, Jiwan Bay is over there as well. And then in triple A, I mean, you have Cal Mitchell, Kanan Smith, and Jigba. Um, Mason Martin is in double A as well. I mean, there's just so much talent down there, but at some point, what do you, when do you say, okay, yeah, we have a talented double A roster. When can we shift that to make it a talented MLB roster? Mm -hmm. That's the big question right now. And do I need to see Josh Van Meter play second anymore? No, I never understood why they brought him in in the first place. You had all these middle infielders. You had Castillo, Hoy Park, Rigolfo Castro, Cole Tucker, who's now been optioned. Kevin Newman is getting healthy. Michael Chavis, you didn't need another middle infielder. And then you just lost Bo Solcer to the um, Baltimore Orioles because of it, because you wanted to keep Josh Van Meter on the 40-man roster. Why? Yoshi Tsutsugo is making $4 million. I get that. Understandable. For as cheap as the Pirates and Bob Nutting are, 
sure they can eat $4 million to get a better bat in the lineup. It's not that hard. So is it frustrating? Yes. Do I understand service time manipulation? Yes. The CBA should have fixed it, but they didn't. It, it, it just is what it is, and it's the state of how baseball works. But again, applause to the Cardinals. I think it's going to be fun watching Libertor and uh, Gorman play. Uh, this will also, I believe this will be the first time we see Yepes too, right? Because was he up mm-hmm. in the first series? So mm-hmm. it'll be nice to see some of those young guns play. Um, I always enjoy the younger guys because they have so much energy. Like, um, yeah. I can't remember the guy who hit his first home run in the uh, pinch hit for the uh, uh, Cubs the other night. Christopher Morel. Yeah, I mean, seeing the like, I mean, it was a nine nothing or eight nothing game in the bottom of the eighth inning, and all of Wrigley Field was standing up. The dugout was going crazy, yeah, and I, I was that. like, "This is what I want." Like, I want O'Neill Cruz. I wish tonight, like O'Neill Cruz was debuting against Nolan Gorman, and it was just like a battle. It's like who's going to have fun. more hits? And we talked about it last year. Was it not fun before he got hurt seeing Dylan Carlson and Key Brian Hayes go at it yep. three times a series? It was fun. And we get to see it again, of course. And it's just one of those things that at the end of the day with baseball, all these prospects are the future of baseball. You might as well start liking them and having fun watching them now because for the Cardinals, Nolan Gorman's probably going to be their second baseman for the next half decade. That's just how it is. And O'Neill Cruz, Ronzi Contreras, I know it sucks, but you guys are going to be here soon and it's going to be great. Any last things you want to say about the Cardinals and Pirates as they currently stand and are constructed. I don't think so. I think that these are two teams that are going to have a good series. And I think in the next couple of years with the way that the pirates are building up and the way that the Cardinals seem to always be competitive, uh, the rivalry could be a little bit more heated next year or in the, in the next couple of years. than it has been these last few years, uh, but I appreciate the time for the crossover and it's, it's been a fun episode and I'm sure it'll be a fun series as well. Oh yeah, of course. And the Smiths are here, of course, Five days a week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, uh, Lucas will be back. Maybe he has another episode coming out today. He's just running yep. bonus episodes like it's a Pez, <laughs> a Pez dispenser. So make sure you go check him out over at Locked On Cardinals. Come check me out, Ethan Smith, over at Locked On Pirates. Enjoy the series. Figure out Apple TV Plus because I still haven't figured it out yet. So that, <coughs> that would all be doing. coughing up Apple. See? <laughs> There you go. See, look, make sure you get that logo right there and figure it out. But with that said, guys, thank you so much. Tune into these episodes. Uh, tune into this episode before the game tonight. You had about an hour before the game starts. And of course, I will see you on the flip side. <laughs>